Welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. My name is Nick Benson, and as always, joined by my brother, Justin Moss. Hi, Nicholas. What's up, Justin? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm just happy to see you, Nick. Right, I feel like we're on a roll right now. It's like three weeks in a row. Just call me butter. Hallelujah. God is good. <laughs> just call me butter. I'm on a roll. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Got dad jokes for days. Yeah, dad jokes are the best, actually. <laughs> they are, um, especially when nobody thinks they're funny. Yeah. Except or, you or your son. Except, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or when your sons give you like the stone face or that half grand oh, and they're yeah. just like, you're like, hey, look. I can't help that I'm this funny. Yeah. All right. This is all the Lord. God made me this right. way. God made me this way so you could hear this right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. man. Well, here on the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, we like to be- talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world. And we pray that this episode is no different. Mm. This episode, the Lord, um, speaking through another brother, put um, this on, on my heart and sharing with you, you... Uh, you know, agreed quickly with it. So I, I uh, look forward to, to hearing what, what you got from this as well. Um, but the topic is uh, without love, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And that was uh, a brother from our study. That was kind of his, his final um, takeaways after reading John. It was without love, what's the point? You know, and, uh, and uh, coming from him from the start to the finish, it was like a pretty awesome because he's like a tough guy, he, you know, and he, he was pretty not the most uh, talkative on the first part of the study, but by the end of the study, he was talking about loving others and, and things where, like, like I said, I didn't, I didn't think it would get to that point in conversation, especially openly with other brothers. Uh, so to hear him say that really touched me, but then at the same time, I was like, man, that's so true. Like, what, you know, without, without love, what, what is the point? And, mm. you know, what love... Um, is it that we're even talking about as far as without it, what is the point? Um, so, um, I, you know, because I opened it, I'm going to kick it to you and let you kind of speak on it a little bit. Uh, and then I'll also share it too after you. Can we do like the forky ass a question? What is yeah. love? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gonna add that audio in. Probably get sued by Disney or something. Straight up, right? <laughs> we'll just join our boy DeSantis and we'll get it all ironed out, right? <laughs> This is going me too. Me too. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, for focus. <laughs> focus. Mom B is going to beat me up next time she sees me again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, when you when you told me that, I didn't I didn't appreciate or recognize the context of that statement until you said it right now. Because hmm. as the study wrapped up, you know, if you were to sum up the book of John, right. Um, as it is written and the whole point of what John was trying to do, like he absolutely nailed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He nailed it. Right. Um, but even as like you proposed that and I was praying about, you know, what to share, um, the Lord took me on a couple of different, a couple of different journeys. One, a familiar one. That's one of my favorite portions of, of, of scripture. Um, but another one about, about love and then how, um, and we'll get to it at the, towards the end here, but how Jesus displayed this love, but also prayed for it. Right. And when you look in John, like Jesus prays for, um, for himself, Mm -hmm. then he prays for the disciples and then he prays for believers. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and when you kind of read through those, it's, it's quite an interesting insight into who Jesus 
was and is, mm -hmm. what his ministry was here, how he knew where his ministry was going to go, and then what the whole foundation of that ministry was because he explains his relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and I would encourage everybody to go back and read John 17, by the way, mm -hmm. um, because it's, it, it's really one of those, those powerful chapters that a lot of people will read through and go, oh, yeah, I get it. But if you don't read that verse by verse and even comma by comma and understand like what Jesus is doing, um, it truly is foundational for, for what our relationship is with him, what he's done for us, but why he came here, mm. why the mm. whole reason he came here. Um, but with that, I wanted to start off in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 um, and then look at verses 14 and 15 um, because the first one, two, three, four, five, first six words that I'm going to read, a lot of people kind of maybe have memorized or have heard before, mm -hmm. but what follows is just as important. So starting at verse 14, you know, Paul wrote, for the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, yet if one died for all, then all died, and he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them. And then it ends with, and he rose again, and rose again. So the fact that not only that, he's, that he died, our sins died with him, but the fact that he rose again is like a confirmation of his deity, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. all of us are going to die here earthly, hmm. right? But what happens after that is based on what Jesus did. And the whole point of it was love. Right. He did it all for love. Because we can go back to John 3.16 and we can see that God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that love is what compels us. Mm. That love is what Christ came down here so that we could have a relationship with God. That when God sees us, he doesn't see our sin and our wickedness. He doesn't smell that, that stench of death. He actually sees the righteousness imputed by his son, that perfect sacrifice that was given for us. That's what he sees. And, you know, when we talk about without love, what's the point? That is a true question for all of us because love is a misused word. I'm going to say abused word in society where us as Christians should be able to understand the difference between an eros love, a phileo love, and then an agape love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and as Christians, we're supposed to be, you know, in a reflection of of love in general because god first loved us so we should know how to love better than the world does and the fact that we as a church are not separated from the world's definition of love and even during the last um chapter of john 21 when you know when jesus is restoring peter mm. There's a difference of love, you know, the, the use of the word love for us is the same, but it was different in that, in that, in that you know, in the way they spoke it. It was mm -hmm. the, the, the phileo love, yeah. you know, the brotherly love or the agape love. Yeah. And even the definition of the agape love, the sacrificial love was, was, was a, like a defining witness or a factor of a Christian. They, like, so that was like a whole new word made up for what a Christian was supposed to be. Mm. And I feel like the love that the church displays now is no different. It's, it's probably actually worse than what secular society shows as love because 
the world's t- telling everybody can love everybody, where the church is scared to say anything about love in, in so many different areas and aspects, which is dangerous. And um, I re- I'm reading through a devotion, and, and, and uh, it's by R.C. Sproul. Mm. And it says, if, uh, he's just, I just read it yesterday. It says, if Christ is not relevant outside the church, he is insignificant inside the church. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's like a, that's a, you know, a heart punch because the fact that Christ isn't relevant outside of the church, but I go to church, that's a, that's a poke at me. And, you know, and I take it in a, in a, in a motivational way of where I'm like, oh man, that's, you know, that Shane Lance was just at our church. Even if the rocks, you know, even if I, I I'm going to sing and I'm going to praise him, I'm going to talk about him until my voice gives out because if not, even the rocks are going to do so. Yeah. And you know, and, and if a rock can do a better job at showing love, then we have a problem, you know, and, and that's going to start here, me, us. Yeah, I, lo- I love how he kind of introed his song and talked about that, that particular verse mm-hmm. um, because it reminds us of who we should be. Mm-hmm. The rock shouldn't have a chance. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like that, that, that is part of God's creation that shouldn't be the one that's worshiping him because he did not choose to have a relationship with the rock. Right. You know what I mean? He chose to have a relationship with us. So our, our response to everything that he's done should be worship. Our eternity is going to be worshiping him. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, I, I don't know who said this, um, but they, they basically said that, you know, we're going to be worshiping for eternity. So we might as well start practicing now. <laughs> right. <laughs> amen (laughs) amen um because that's what we were created to do right yeah however like everything else uh like the rocks right if they if if they needed to everything else does not have a problem worshiping god Mm. right when you look at every part of his creation especially now we're fortunate here uh in in southern california to have like we had a lot of rain so Mm. like flowers are blooming Mm -hmm. everywhere right everywhere it's like yellow and red and purple yeah it's just like a it's beautiful and all these plants given a little bit of water Mm. are worshiping the lord us having all the water we need have a problem worshiping the lord (laughs) (laughs) that's like that's like so you know harsh but true at the same time because like that's all we do is complain and kick back yeah and and look what the yeah like you said look what the flowers are doing like just off a little little water yeah even like you look at like weeds too weeds are going crazy right now and all those weeds have no problem yeah. right birds have no problem animals have no problem right but us mm. right so I had John fourteen ooh fifteen ooh oh man and if you love me mm. this is Jesus saying this if you love me obey my commandments. So I, I got, um, you know, so the John study was, was amazing. It was awesome. Such good time with, with brothers, the fellowship, everything. But just going through verse by verse and chapter by chapter through John, the way that we did was like, was, uh, was eye opening because it was a lot of verses that I seen that seemed very familiar to me, but then going through them again and openly discussing and talking about them really highlighted things throughout that book, which was, was, you know, next level. And, and I, I feel like not only did I grow in my walk, but I feel like many others did. And, 
something really stood out in John 21. And that's, you know, I know one of your favorite chapters in the Bible. Um, and we've talked many times about Peter's restoration, mm-hmm. even on this, on, you know, these po- on different episodes of this podcast. So I know um, people have heard us talk about it. I know I've read it many times. Um, and my, my head always went to Jesus died and Peter was disobedient, went back to his old ways and started fishing. And I just always glanced over that. Well, this time reading through it, I, I found it interesting that he was, he was on the Sea of Galilee fishing. So technically, he was, he was being obedient because Jesus told them to go and wait in Galilee, right? And wait for me in Galilee. I think Matthew 28, that's what he says, right? So that's like the, the commission he's given out. Yeah. Wait for me. You're going to need the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You're going to, you know, go wait for me in Galilee. So technically, Peter was obedient in the way of being in Galilee. But what he was doing in Galilee then turns it into the disobedience, mm-hmm. right? So I missed that a lot of times reading through because it, I think it just hit differently this time because I was like, wow, we can justify being obedient when doing time-killing things, which the Bible tells us, God's Word tells us, that we're not supposed to kill time. We're supposed to redeem it. So I was like, oh, man. So I always just glanced over it as Peter being disobedient. But I was like, oh, man, in his head, was he thinking, I'm waiting for the Lord, just going back and doing what I know, but, you know, at least I'm at, at least I'm where I'm supposed to be um, and, you know, and trying to justify it in that way. And it just made me really um, take a kind of self-inventory and, and heart check of, of how, min- how much am I being partially obedient to things? Mm. Because partial obedience is full disobedience. disobedience. Yeah. So even if I'm, you know, hitting eight out of the ten, I'm still being disobedient if God's given me the ability to do all 10. Mm -hmm. And if he's called me and told me to do all 10, but I'm doing eight of them and the other two, I'm like, you know, Lord, that's, you know, I I can actually still get to 10 by not doing these little things over here. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, you add in your things. Oh, I'm going to watch a game. Oh, I'm going to go run or I'm going to go eat a cheeseburger or I'm going to, you know, like. (laughs) So many different things in my mind I could like start putting into, oh, I have 30 minutes open. I think we've even talked about that too, like yeah. using our time in a, in a you know, circumspectly way, like yeah. again, like how Ephesians says. But I just thought it was really eye-opening that Peter, in his mind, may have been justifying the actions, but then also not realizing how many people were following him yep. in doing that. Without that same justification, but now they're justifying like, oh, if Peter can do this, now I can get away with it, you know. So that's just like a trickle-down snowball effect, you know, avalanche, basically at that point. And you look, look who went with them. These were these were disciples. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like these are true Jesus followers, disciples that have been with him through his whole ministry. Yeah, but also were uh and we got into a good conversation uh in the group about about this particular portion uh, but also about being fishers of men 
right? And you know, like this is hands down my favorite chapter in the whole entire Bible, mm-hmm. my favorite story in the whole entire Bible. I've probably read this portion of scripture more than anything else mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because it ministers to me so well, right? Yeah. Um, but he took six other people with him. You know, Peter took six other people with him and, you know, however and wherever his mind was, whatever his thoughts were, there's no doubt that he knew he screwed up and thought he was beyond salvation. Mm-hmm. He did, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, in the different, in the different encounters that he had with, with Jesus going up to this point in his life where he knew that he denied Jesus rooster crowed and it hit him pretty hard tomb was empty it hit him pretty hard like he just kept having these series of events mm. where even though being face to face with the resurrected christ it still wasn't enough for him it mm. still wasn't enough for him because he was just realizing that he screwed up but i also i also believe that in our worst failures in our worst moments where we have resigned ourselves to what we think the world has for us. He went back to a skill that he had, how he grew up, the same thing that he denied when he denied Jesus and um, him recognizing. And I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but you know, he loved Jesus. There's no doubt about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And he would do it. He would die for Jesus. Um, he tried to cut off Malchus's head mm-hmm. for Jesus. Um, but he wasn't ready for Jesus to die for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as those things came to fruition, he realized that he screwed up. Mm-hmm. And he just said, that's it, in my mind. He, he, he was going to go fishing. I'm going to go fishing. I'm just going to do what I know. Uh, and even though you know, I said I wasn't going to fish anymore, I was going to be a fisher of men, like, I'm just going to go do what I'm supposed to do. And, he, yeah, he was partially obedient, you know, staying in that region and, not going anywhere else, but that is where he fished anyways. Mm. That was, you know, that was the hub. You know what I mean? That was the hub of the ministry uh, that they were, that they were participating in with Jesus. So it wasn't out of the realm for him just to be comfortable in that area. But casting out and going fishing was a little bit of a, of a venture that, you know, us in hindsight, right. Mm. Look at it and we're like, ah, well, you you should have been, you know, on your knees and praying. That's what you should have been doing. Right. But seeing how that, whole scenario plays out is, is 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 it's quite amazing right because the call from the shore was the same call from the shore that they had before mm-hmm. and there's like this little these little things where somebody calls from the shore they've been fishing all night they're not catching anything casting it on the other side like hey you know what let's just try it and all of a sudden <laughs> they can't haul it up and john looks up and goes it's the lord yeah <laughs> And Peter has no doubt in his mind mm-hmm. that he is not going to miss this last opportunity right. in his mind because he doesn't know yeah. to see Jesus. Right. And this dude puts on his outer garment, plunges into the sea, and swims all the way to the shore only to find out that everything that he needed, <clears throat> spiritual and physical food, was already there. Already there. So it wasn't about those things. It wasn't about the fish that he was catching. It wasn't about him going fishing that you go back <laughs> you go back to look at when Jesus tells Peter you know Satan has asked to sift you as wheat mm-hmm. but I've prayed for you mm-hmm. 
to when you come back, restore your brother. Mm-hmm. That was that moment. Yeah. That was that moment right there that Peter, all, I, I suspect all these things came into play. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I got to go. Mm-hmm. I got to go. And if you've ever had uh, an in-the-heart calling where the Lord's just like, go, and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I am just, I'm going. Mm-hmm. And this is crazy, right? I'm going. Yeah. And oh, yeah. you get blessed. You get blessed. That's only by the love of Christ and this story of how much he loves us that he will meet us on the shore of all of our problems, no matter what it is. No mm-hmm. matter what it is, he'll meet us there. And that's why, again, I, I could probably talk about this for the next, like, two hours, dude. But, mm-hmm. um, like, those things that are placed here in this story are very specifically recorded, not for Peter. Right. This is, this is for us. Right. Oh, yeah, because John ended in 20. Yeah. 20 verse 31 yeah, pretty he much sums it. up the book. He yeah, closed it. it. It's like, yep. and then it's like, oh, hold on. Yep. It's like that. I heard someone, um, I forgot who it was I was listening to, but he, he compared it to like how movies have those like little hidden trailers at the end and after the after credits. After the credits? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what this chapter is. Yeah. I was like, well, thank God we waited till after the credits like, mm. so, we can, <laughs> so we can read that chapter because, woo, I love it. It's, you know, it's, it's good, and, and it's, it's exactly what you said, where Christ, you know, Jesus meets us exactly where we are and where we need to be met. Mm. He did so with Peter here in this chapter, you know, restores him. Mm. He did it for Thomas just before that, the, the, you know, in chapter 19, or um, I think it was that, you know, he, Thomas wasn't there the first time Jesus comes, so then Jesus comes again to literally just let him touch his hands and let mm. him feel the physicality of his resurrection and thomas you know then believes and then jesus gives you know me an encouragement because then he says you know blessed are you because you get to touch and see and you believe from touching but blessed are the ones that are going to believe that haven't seen and i'm like that's me that's us you know that's me yeah yo yo it's me because i believe i haven't technically touched you know so um the lord blesses us in little ways that way but it, it 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 just shows his love and as believers as christians as being christ-like that's the reflection of of how we're supposed to live you know we're supposed to live in a loving way yeah amen um and you brought up the the because the 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 study actually asked and compared i think it was luke uh 24 compared luke 24 when they when they handled the Lord, mm-hmm. right? And then they believed mm-hmm. uh, and then compared it to this portion of scripture here. Well, the difference between the two is John mm-hmm. saw from the sea yeah. and believed. Mm-hmm. And Peter believed by one, what John said, and then by confirmation of the series of events that the same thing in the same way that happened to him in his life when he met the Lord, right? Those same exact things all started just like, you know, I, I want to say it was slow motion, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's realizing, like, we haven't caught any fish. I'm a failure again. Casting that on the other side. Some guy's calling. All right, guys, let's try it. And all of a sudden, all these fish are like, whoa, wait a second. Like, we can't pull. And then John's like, it's a Lord. He's like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Pulled the plug. Right? <laughs> Record skip. <laughs> yeah, but um, but the love of Christ, man, that it, it, it compels us. <laughs> but he's so faithful and just. To complete what he what, what he started in us, what he started in Peter was being completed. Because if you go to Acts chapters two through five, mind blown. Different mm-hmm. Peter. Yeah. Who is that guy? Yeah. Different Peter. Different Rock. Peter. 
That's when he became the rock. Yeah. The first rock. Cephas. <laughs> um, you got another one? I do, unless you do. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, so De- De- Deuteronomy chapter 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you, man. That's why I let you go. <laughs> Deuteronomy. Uh, no one wants to hear my kindergarten stuff. Yeah, Let's go do. to Deuteronomy. I mean, I, it's like cheating, though, right? That's another you know favorite yeah, book in the Bible for me, right? Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Verse 12? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Verse 12 through 22. So the, I normally, I normally, I, I guess every once in a while I'll bring it up, but I, I, I normally don't bring up the title of it because sometimes it's different in, in, in different um, oh, yeah. uh, translations. But this one, because of the timing of where it is, and I love what it's titled, it's called, it's titled Essence of the Law. Mind you, these are the second tablets that are coming, mm-hmm. right? But Moses makes sure he records, like, okay, guys, I'm bringing the tablets down, but stand by. Mm. This is the essence of the law. And I have a little post-it in here for this because it says what is required. We have salvation, so what is required? They got the law. What is required? It blows my mind that that requirement is the same back then, thousands of years ago, that it is now. Mm. Because it's really only, like, three things, Mm -hmm. right? It's really only three things. So again, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 through 22. It says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today, for your good? That's a question mark. Indeed. Heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God. Also the earth with all that is in it. So that's us. The Lord delighted only in your fathers to love them, and he chose their descendants after them above all peoples as it is this day. So there's a hierarchy being presented there that God created everything. All the things on the earth he created. However, the Lord delighted only in your fathers. He only delighted in his children. And, there, and, and there's more to this. So 16, therefore circumcise the foreskin of your heart and be stiff-necked no, no longer. This pretty much takes care of this whole circumcision act in the religion, in religious areas, right? Mm-hmm. Because he just, he basically says your heart, mm-hmm. right? He says circumcise your heart. For the Lord your God is the God of gods, Lord of lords, the great and mighty and awesome who shows no partiality, nor takes a bribe, which basically debunks all of the idols and everything being sacrificed to an idol. He administers justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the stranger, giving him food and clothing. Pretty much covered everybody on the earth right there. <laughs> Therefore, love the stranger. You were strangers in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him, and to him you shall hold fast and take oaths in his name. He is your praise, and he is your God, who has done for you these great and awesome things which your eyes have seen. Your fathers went down to Egypt with 70 persons, and now the Lord your God has made you as the stars of heaven in multitude. Hmm. Without love, what's the point? Hmm. So what is required Right. So there's there's these Ten Commandments broken down in three 
great commandments or the greatest commandment broken down to one word. Just It's just one word, right? So it's 10 commandments, all of the 10 commandments. We won't recite them, right? And the three things are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself and then to serve him. Matthew in Matthew chapter 22, Nick's first favorite portion of scripture, <laughs> uh, verses 37 through 40, Jesus basically says that. And on these two things, right, which is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and strength, to love your neighbor as yourself, those two things hang on all the laws and the prophets. On top of that, it boils down to one thing, and it's just it's just love. Because love conquers all, right? As Paul recorded, right? So that love is basically the only thing. That is required of just just love and, and to the point here without that like what is the point if you don't have that love if we don't recognize the love that is on the cross the love that rose again and the love that seeks us every day of our earthly lives until we see him face to face then what's the point yeah that's beautiful on so many levels because the love that he's displayed for us obviously first and foremost is mm. is uh unmatched you know like we there's nothing we can do to repay that um but all he asks for us or like you said requires of us is just to love and it's to love him first and to then love others and you know and if we as individuals as whoever may be listening to this in the future like or now um, that's a call for us to be that reflection of love in every aspect of life like and guilty at you know as charged for myself that means like on the freeway that means you know at work that means in the supermarkets the stores uh, not just at church not just at your friend's house you know because those are the easy places <laughs> and, I, and i feel like the bible tells us clearly that even even the demons do things like that mm-hmm. even the demons are able to hang out and, and fellowship you know but what makes ours different than theirs is the love of christ and it brings us all together in a way that then we're supposed to love each other with and in, in, in that same loving way. And, and it's just mind-boggling these days to see so much hate even within the church where I'm like, that's supposed to be the easy place to love, but it's actually like now becoming a difficult place to love because there's divisions, there's opinions, there's all this other distraction outside of what we're actually there for. I'm like, we go, at least me, maybe, you know, maybe pe- people are different outside of our circle because I feel like we go to church because first we want to hear from God and we want to praise and worship him and, and hear his word and be taught and, and learn and then also be able to leave and apply it. But I'm like, so much stuff happens at church sometimes where I'm like, what are you guys here for? Like, are, are we just here, like, for a party or a hangout? Or are we actually here to, you know, receive and then apply? Mm. And I'm not just saying that's like a knock on our church. I'm just saying in general, like, it's, it just seems like people go through motions at times. And I feel like that's where Peter was at that moment of, like, that lost moment where he feels like he doesn't, like you said, doesn't uh, deserve anything at that point because he's just failed so much. So it's now he just, like, going to go through life, going through motions and, and ultimately, I feel like that's what a lot of people are doing. They, they go through motions, they get caught in routine, they get caught in habit, and then next thing you know, you're old or you're dead, you know? And it's like, <laughs> then, then what, you know? What's the point at that point, you know? And like, why not just love everybody 
And then it's not only going to affect the people that you're loving on, like in a different way. They're, some people are just going to be completely confused because they're just like, what was that guy's problem? Because he's just so nice. What was his problem? But ultimately, you're going to be blessed, like no matter what. Because like, you're going to have a joy that no one else has, and no one can steal it from you. Yeah, and that's a great call out to what the church is. You know what I mean? Because it, it's love prayerfully that should have brought us there. And it's love that should be the foundation that everything's built on. Because of that, everything should be preceded by love, right? But those relationships, like churches, can be very, like, cliquish. Churches can be, sure. you know, very um, sensational, right, where they're kind of applying to your, to your senses. <laughs> your emotions, yeah, your so emotions. Right. Where, to your point, it's a place where a group of people can come there to seek the same God the same word and to be ministered and spoken to. And then that's what we get. But right. the worship that's for him. Right. That's for him. Mm. So when, you know, when people come in late for worship, mm. like you just, you just, you just told God, hold on. I just want to take today. I'm just going to, I'm going to take today. That's what I want. You know what I mean? I'm serious. <laughs> um, but also like looking at my, my BC days, like I would, I would, we would come to that. We've been going to that church. Let me think about this. I want to say like 18 years, maybe. Yeah. Nice. But like the first eight, let's say, were just, I was punching the clock. Oh, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this for my that. kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, 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 I was really just punching a clock. I had no desire. We would show up, you know, I, w I had a timed out, so I knew when worship ended. So we were there like two minutes before worship ended, so we could be seated, whatever, right? Didn't didn't bring a Bible, didn't bring anything, was kind of counting down. I knew what time Pastor was gonna end. I was like, all right, we're about to get going here. Oh, he's going over two minutes today. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I was clock watching, right? And that as soon as he uh prayed, we were out. Mm -hmm. And like I know what that felt like. And it was okay. Mm -hmm. Until until I was convicted. Until I was convicted, and I realized how disrespectful mm -hmm. I was for what was done for me. Mm. How disrespectful I was in front of his word just led to bounce off my head and my heart. Just bounce off my head and my heart. Mm. Had no I no intentions to retain it, to look it up, to meditate on it, nothing. I just I was just, you know, being a punk, if I'm being honest, right? But once I realized the love that was demonstrated for me, it broke me. Yeah. It absolutely broke me. The fact that I would I would be so cavalier with eternity was pretty crazy it's our mentality it's our nature mm. but that toby mack song right and love broke through love broke right <laughs> love broke through the song was on my heart the other day actually i could tell because it was in your devotion was it you, you said love broke through i think on your oh i did your yeah, last yeah, yeah. Devotions, yeah yeah so what was that tuesday? yeah tuesday yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And as soon as i read it i was like i wonder if he's thinking of that toby mack song i, I yeah i, I didn't <laughs> when even you put wrote those it. two together i wrote it that's probably right I, I do remember putting that in there yeah because and that's true it's true man even for personal myself as well like it's it, it doesn't make sense you don't receive it until it it penetrates the heart yeah when that love breaks through to use you know toby's song like that's <laughs> that you know when that breaks through that's when things change 
that's when you start seeing things differently. That's when you start doing things differently. Yeah. And it's not just a, I mean, at least not for everybody. Some people, yes, there's those miraculous, like, changes of just a U-turn. And, and praise God for that, because I didn't have that. I, I had to go through things, and I had to learn the hard way a lot of the times, and, and still learning in so many different aspects, too, where, you know, I just, I thank God for his grace and his mercy, because mm. we, we are, you know, even, even the fear of the Lord, I feel like that, that, that's half of what the church lacks outside of the love is the actual fear of the Lord. You mm. know, they don't, they don't love people, and they don't fear God. And maybe that's another episode <laughs> at that point. But, yeah, the, what's the point without love? And, you know, me personally, it, it, the Lord's been hitting me over the head with that is <laughs> be more compassionate. Be, you know, yeah. be, be slower to speak, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of the times love doesn't come from words of fixing things, you know, of like, oh, I have this answer. I have, and some, a lot of the times love is just listening. Love is being there for somebody and you know and that's that's hard for me you know as a, as a person that likes to talk or likes to you know as a man tries to fix things for my wife my kids I'm like I don't want them to have to try to figure things out don't worry I got it but is is that going to help them is that going to show them that I love them not always not a lot of the times actually it actually shows more of me being a callous person than yeah. anything because I'm not receiving what they're saying first. Two ears and one mouth. Yeah, yeah, bro. Right? We should listen twice as much as we talk. Yeah. That's why we talk about this stuff. Amen. Because I need help. Help. Pray. Help Pray me for Jesus. me, please. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> closing notes? Uh, yeah, I got one more portion of Scripture. Yeah. Uh, perfect for closing here that I mentioned earlier, right? So John 17, um, verses 20 through 26. Like I mentioned, Jesus prays for himself, he prays for his disciples, and then he prays for all believers. But I, I, I really, really wanted to share this portion of Scripture, and the Lord even put it on my heart. Because um, as I was even reading it, I was like, man, this is really, and we won't be able to, to, to dig into this, just, just FYI, right? Um, but just, if you can, go back and read, and read the whole chapter 17, like we said. Um, but read 20 through 26 and then just do yourself a solid and follow the commas. Mm. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Like just follow the commas. Cause that's like, a, that's like point by point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How Jesus prayed for you, like you yeah. today, right. this is how we prayed for you. Yeah. If we could grasp that good night. All right. <laughs> uh, so again, John, John chapter 17, starting in verse 20. Uh, He says, I do not pray for these alone, talking about his disciples, right? But also for all those who will, future tense, believe in me through their word, the disciples, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And... The glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. That's a capital W. We are one. I and them, and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Verse 24. Father, I desire that they also, whom you gave me, may be with me 
where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. And I know it's a little bit of a tough read if this is the first time you're hearing these verses, but if you follow it comma by comma, and I try to do my best, my best to do that, mm-hmm. if you follow it comma by comma, you'll understand that Jesus is basically bringing in the triune God, mm-hmm. his purpose, God's love through Jesus mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. I'm going to stop there yeah. or I'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that and and you know, and John seventeen is awesome for that too because you do hear Jesus's heart and and then how he does break that purpose down and 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 the fact that he's you know it, the Bible tells us he knows us right and he knows how many hairs we have on our head or lack thereof uh, <laughs> unless unless you're like Nick and I it's a little bit easier to count yeah like one two all right we're done is that two sorry one <laughs> it fell off it just fell off <laughs> I shouldn't have pulled so hard. Um, but yeah, so he, you know, and then him to be knowing us and thinking of us even in the garden where he's praying for us and, and, you know, and that's, that's love, right? Like when someone texts you or calls you like, I was just thinking of you, praying about you. Like, that's like, that's a different level love that you don't normally feel out like outside of that actual instance, you know, where you're like, wow, you're like thinking of me like, wow. But think, like, Jesus was thinking of us this many years ago yeah. before dying for us, knowing things we were going to do, knowing things we still haven't done. Like, and yet he still, in love, let people do things to him and kill him because ultimately he is the son of God. Like, he didn't have to do that. Like, he could have very well, like he said, I can call down, you know, angels upon angels Legions. Legions of angels. Legions. So he had an army yeah. on call. On call. Still does. And ready, you know, for that, that final day that we as Christians look forward to. Um, and as my, you know, my little girl prays that she gets to hear the trumpet before mm-hmm. seeing death because that's what she pictures and, what, you know, and, and, I, and I, I pray that we all can have that joy, but the joy that overflows into like it, like the first verses you you shared about how that Christ's love compels, it controls, it it like it motivates us so much so that we don't just love our family, we don't just love ourselves, we love everybody we come encounter with, even people we don't know. And I've quoted this book last week too that that shepherds look at Psalm twenty three, but today this morning I even read it says it. It is the lack of love among Christians which today makes the church an insepid, lukewarm institution. So I was like, what does insepid mean? I had to look that up. It actually means like flavorless, like no salt. And I was like, oh, well, that's like, that's pretty funny because one, we, that's our, you know, the calling of this podcast from the Lord is to be salt and light in a, in a bland and dark world. And, and our church, in the church, our church, the, the church does the Christian you know, faith does become flavorless if we don't have love. Mm-hmm. And love should be the season for everything, right? Not mm-hmm. just a season. It should be seasonal love. <laughs> Amen. 
So let's redeem time in, in love. Because God said you're worth it. Right. And he's coming soon. Everything that Jesus did was because God said you're worth it. That's, uh, yes. Amen. Don't forget that. Let's, let's end on that one. <clears throat> Lord, we just thank you for your promises. We thank you for your word. We thank you for sending your son to, to die for us, but also to, to display, to show us what love is and, and how we should be loving to those that we encounter, but also loving to those that um, are closest to us, but also even love and pray for those that are, are quote-unquote enemies of ours, Lord. We just thank you for the breath and the life you've given us. I pray that we use it and be good stewards of, of this time you've given us to to show that love and mercy that you've shown to us. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for this time you've given us to, to even talk about you on this, on this podcast, on your podcast, Lord. We pray that those that hear it um, will be blessed and, and edified, but also that they most importantly hear uh, from you and not from, uh, from us, Lord. I pray that you bless and protect um, our houses and our families and, and all those that are listening, and we just look forward to what you have in store for us going forward. We thank you for all that you do. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so do we.